welcome to Podvant Guard. My name's Andrea Gazetta. And I'm Katrina Davis. And I'm Jordan Williams. <laughs> and uh, this is our intro episode. And we're going to tell you why we're making this podcast and why we think it's a good idea. Um, uh, I am a artist slash former comedian slash former podcast host and i sound like every dude on facebook in your dms with the number of <laughs> jobs i have <laughs> and the reason you I should put that on a business card <laughs> definitely right? comedian slash podcast host slash producer slash dj slash beat that pussy oh <laughs> Slash stained glass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Slash stained glass artist. I'm also a stained glass artist. Um, <laughs> the reason I want to start this podcast is because I went to art school and I didn't like art history. And I think art history could be a lot more fun uh, if we covered some of the cool shit instead of all the academia bullshit. And so I'm interested in looking at art history from a different perspective. Nice. Um, I... Katrina Davis and friends with Andrea. Oh, well, I feel weird because I was about to say Gazetta. I'm going to end up calling her Gazetta on here, guys. So that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Um, but I am a writer and stand-up comedian who just happens to love art. And I just kind of go to random art museums and galleries around LA by myself. And through doing that and posting my um, sometimes weird comedic observations of art have found my friends that also love art. Uh, and Guzetta is constantly teaching me things about, um, things that I loosely know about. Um, <laughs> like when she wanted to start this podcast and she was like, oh, I want to start it about like this one particular artist. And it was an artist that I had a postcard of on my refrigerator. Like, so I just feel like we're cosmically connected to talk about art, like yeah. Andrea said, in like a fun way, because I do not have any of that depth of knowledge. I just like stare at paintings because they make me feel away until no one else is left in the gallery. Uh, and so that's where I'm coming from with my art perspective. <laughs> Yeah, when I first moved to L.A. to start doing stand up, uh, there was a mic in someone's backyard at this like gnarly hippie house. And Katrina was the first comedian that was nice to me. So <laughs> Katrina gave me my first recommendation for like a book spot. She was like, you should go to this place. And it uh, wound up being at this dive bar -y place called the Lexington in downtown LA and I parked 15 minutes from my car and was terrified because I had to walk <laughs> through all of Skid Row which is the scariest part of Los Angeles um so yeah Katrina I go way back <laughs> <laughs> I I both love and apologize that I did that to you um because I love the Lexington but I should not have been telling people to go to the Lexington I was just like especially at a park and I don't have fifteen dollars and so I and I just, and, and I would be like yeah I park next to this lady and give her a granola bar to watch my car we got a setup like I was just I didn't know the rules <laughs> I didn't know, yeah, Andrea still I has didn't know I could barter with a granola bar to get parking service in Skid Row. I know. Thank you. I messed up. I should have left that part out. But wait, yeah, we have to uh, Jordan, Jordan, you go. Jordan. <laughs> oh, hello, hello. Um, 
I am Jordan Williams, and I am a textile artist. Um, I've been working in textiles for a few years now, uh, but I also have a degree in art history. So Andrea hating it makes (laughs) makes me, that hurts my feelings. Um, (laughs) But I agree that art history can be very boring if the people who are teaching it are refusing to acknowledge the context. I think everything is boring without context. And I think Mm. that if you don't understand why something looks the way it does or the reasons or the, you know, that's a lot of why people complain about modern art is, Oh, my toddler could do that. Well, no, there's a reason. And I can, I can walk you back to the invention of the camera and explain why that piece looks the way it does or why there's a banana tape to the wall or she will. She fucking will in this podcast. (laughs) Yes. And I do feel like I will represent the layman art enthusiast on this pod. Um, because even as a comment, I do feel very envious of both of your adult lives in an aspect because I do love art. I love to draw. Uh, I am paralyzed by my like perfectionist obsession of it. So I draw like two things a year. Um, (laughs) But I do feel like there's definitely like I asked my mom to be an artist constantly. And she was like, you have to find something else to do. My dad let me submit to that art school where you like draw the turtle. Like oh, where you used yeah, to like do that. the thing on TV. Yeah, there was like a oh, art institute yeah. on TV that would just like let you do this like pamphlet art test. And my dad let me do one when I was like 10 years old and they marked it up and graded it and like mailed it back. And we're like, keep up the good work. <laughs> so I do feel like there's a part of me that's getting like the childhood dream version of me fulfilled by doing this podcast and learning parent- more about art. Do you think your parents did that? Because they're like, let's crush her spirit early so she learns. (laughs) No, that's the thing is like my dad did it. And my dad is the like, um, sky's the limit person. Like anything you say you can do, he'll go, well, yeah, sure. Like, why not? (laughs) And not even, not in a way of like, you can do anything. He just is like, yeah, okay. Like if you want to do it, why not? Like you could be a prodigy. I don't know. Let's see. Like, let's see what they say. And so he like, for sure was like, pay. I was like, dad, I was so little that I didn't understand how, like, I was like, I like brought him the phone. and was like, I need you to make this happen for me. And he like (laughs) called and mailed and did everything. Like I know I was little enough because I was like, I need you to make this happen like that. I want that piece of paper drawn. I need those people to know I exist. Like That's so adorable. So, yeah, you guys are the artists that I wanted to be one day. So I'm excited to do this. Yeah, I'm, I'm also excited. I think my biggest issue, like. I'm not good at paying attention uh, so my biggest issue whenever people would cover art history is that it would take up art class time. And I was like, why are we doing this? 
I could be painting right now. I could Let's not go. give two fucks <laughs> about this fucking white guy. Like, I was just like, give me the paint. Like, why? Let's are we talk more that? chalk. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> we actually, at work this week, I work for a stained glass studio. And at work this week, we have a really talented artist who's coming in to teach us airbrush. But the problem is, is he'll let us airbrush for like five minutes and then he'll come take the gun out of my hands. And I'm like, this is not helping. Like, I, need, uh-huh. I just need to do the thing. I can't learn. Like, you're telling me, but I got to do it. And so I have a really hard time learning through watching other people or listening to a story. Yes. It's a lot easier for me to be like, I want to touch it. Let me touch it. Oh, I've oh, had yeah. dance. I've had dance teachers really not like me for that reason. I did a <laughs> pole dancing class like with my friends and it was supposed to be like cute pole dancing class. Like everyone's having fun. And I was like, no, I'm going to learn this. And so I was doing all of the steps. She wanted to do like an entire motion and have everyone watch her and then mimic her. Yeah, and okay. she would be like hand here, foot here. And I was going along with her and she kept being like watch me watch me watch me <laughs> and she finally just looked over and was like stop moving and watch me and I was like I can't put all these things together though if I don't isolate it like she was, yeah. she was very my body right now <laughs> yeah I won't be able to look at you and then mimic it I have to do everything that you're doing as you do it but she was I was not her favorite student <laughs> Also, Katrina, I have to say, I, I adore that your parents were like, you need to pick a realistic job because being an artist isn't one. And you were like, OK, I'm a stand up comedian. Yeah. Watch me be very <laughs> successful at a job no one gets to do. This is my yeah. choice. Absolutely. <laughs> well, just, you recorded your first hour or half yeah hour. well that's so exciting so uh thank you both but like Jordan we don't know each other as well like I've had a day job my entire life like everything about stand-up to me is like I do stand-up for free because I love it like I yeah. don't my whole like philosophy is not making stand-up something I need to do to live because I don't want to taint it probably because of my mom but now okay. that's like where I am with like I always have a day job so like I told my mom I was like mom I'm recording a special like bill bellamy's gonna be there and she literally texts back cool (laughs) oh no like she's proud of me but like you're not gonna get it for and even well even both of like my dad will come watch me at shows like even at florida at bars and stuff and it's more like they pick up on i think this is probably a parental thing but it's like they pick up on it when they see other people reacting to it yeah so i feel like art is probably the same way if your parents came to a gallery show like guzetta just did out of in freaking san fran and we're like oh my gosh look at all these people look at this gallery you're in then they get it it's like if they go to a show and everyone laughs at me they're like oh shit okay like that's (laughs) so it's fine (laughs) my stepdad is a carpenter and i literally had like a major art show in milwaukee a few years ago and he came like my parents came because like it was a big deal And my stepdad is just like looking at the frames and he's like, you think this is cherry? I wonder how they made this. And he's just like, I'm looking at the the construction of the frame. Oh my God. I'm going to need you to divert your eyes a little bit closer to the center, my friend. (laughs) In the middle where the art is. Oh my God. They're just doing their best, man. I mean... That's really funny too. Imagining your dad being at a gallery, just like shaking, frame, be yeah. like, "What is this? Oak knocking shit?" Just yeah, like, absolutely. Testing. He's like looking at it from the side. Like, you think they use? Yes. You, you you think they? You, you think the pocket screwed this together? What do you think they did? How do you think they made it? <laughs> what gauge wire you guys got on the back of this thing? It looks pretty heavy. Like. <laughs>
Yeah, Jordan's, is this into drywall uh, or did you find the studs? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I really, I want to see the anchors that they use for this. I <laughs> talk to the guy. Is he still here? Where's the guy? <laughs> yeah, Jordan relates because her dad is a contractor. So like Jordan and I are both like kind of gay white women that have contractor fathers and know how to use tools better than all our boyfriends. So it's just like, oh, yeah, no, it, people. It's funny because I work at a hardware store right now and people oh. don't believe that I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and these guys will come in on the weekend and they're like, yeah, my wife has me doing all this stuff and, and I'm listening to their honeydew list. And I'm like, oh shit, that's my honeydew list too. I have to fix the door jam and our sink is stopped <laughs> up and the water pressure is weird on this thing. So I got to get under the sink and figure out what's going on with it. And Keith needs some posters hung. And <laughs> <laughs> so funny. No, I definitely have used that to my advantage. We can put we can put this on the Instagram, maybe the cat hutch that I built (gasps) during quarantine. You made ever Uh, a cat hutch? Oh, also, I I, made uh, it. I was the hookup for Katrina and her cat. So we're connected in so many ways. Andrea had a cat, a stray cat uh, that was very loud in the parking lot of her apartment. (laughs) And now it lives in my house all the time. His name's Abner. He's my cat. Abner. Oh, <laughs> Andrea Abner. found my cat. Uh, I love <laughs> and him. He's but the yeah, I built. Boy. He is a sweet boy. He just got. He hissed at me last night. Ever. Uh-oh. First time he's ever done his life. It was because I touched his shot spot by accident. It was because oh. of her. I was like, I'm sorry. It was just like, ah, bruise. I was like, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I apologize like eight times. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I built a cat hutch and I went to Anna Walt, which is my favorite store because I love elephants and they have a great logo. Like I was obsessed with it when I first moved here. I was like, I don't know what's up with that lumber paste, but I want to hang out there because I love that elephant. And now I get to go there <laughs> whenever I need to build something or like need a dowel for something. I I just like make up excuses to go there, but I got wood to build this cat hutch, but I didn't get all the cuts I needed the first time. And so I called back and I was like, Hey, there's like no real way for me to prove that I got this wood from y'all, but I just got this yesterday. Can I come in and get uh, two more cuts in this wood? And the guy over the phone was like, of course you can. Like gave me like, The most bless your heart. Like I've never been audibly patted on the head more (laughs) than this man. Just like hearing a woman request more cuts in wood that I bought myself. Like I just needed more cuts. And he was just like, oh my gosh, like, of course, like was so nice to me. So it's like, eh, like they underestimate you, but sometimes you get extra cuts for free because of it. So oh, oh, Katrina, we got to get you a pole saw and then you can do it yourself. It's so easy. I only have hand saws and people laugh at me in the parking lot when I do small stuff and I'm just like sweating with my hand saw doing like minor stuff. Yeah, I like purposely dress adorable to go to Home Depot because I'm just like, oh, my God, can you guys help me? Can you like do these cuts for me? This is so heavy and everyone is so helpful. It's really nice. Um, and then they're very surprised that you know anything, but you do have to oh, kind of yes. put your foot down and to be like, no, I said three quarter inches. You need to recut yes. this, but they will be sweeter. So it is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of Andrea being like, can you cut this for me, please? Three quarter inches. I like that. <laughs> but you're wrong. But Duality. You're wrong. <laughs> it is, there is a duality of spirit definitely of like the the femme power tool i don't know how to explain this to people <laughs> oh i, I literally I like, 
femme power I'm, tool. I don't hate yeah, it. That's yeah. That's what I. I'm a femme power tool. I just am a drill. With, that's pink, like if basically if Quentin Tarantino did another Grindhouse, <laughs> I can see it being <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, we have a good time. Um, we're gonna record. What 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 else we got here, guys? What else do we want to talk about? Yeah. Do you want to like tease the first episode or anything like that? What do we want to do? I the feel like first- we introduced ourselves. Jordan, we're gonna talk more than you. I'm gonna yell. I'm gonna yell at myself for talking over you oh, a lot. So say, is there anything how- else you want to say? I want to say how I met Jordan because that's a yeah. fun story too. Um, Jordan is another comedian's girlfriend, which is how we first met. And what happened was, is he came to my house to record an episode of Cult Podcast after I had been to his house to record an episode of Mean Boys. And he brought Jordan with him. And immediately Jordan saw all my skulls and goes, I like teeth and shows me the teeth (laughs) embroidery she's making. And I was like, oh, we're about to be best friends. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no. And then Andrea pulled out boxes of craft supplies because she lives in a studio. So I was like, I'm just going to sit here on the floor with the dog and play with craft supplies. Yeah. I was like, well, would this you is like, like to embroider? <laughs> this is we like the most... N- this is the most niche parody of stepbrothers ever where she's just like, <laughs> I like teeth. Did we just become best friends? Yup. And you just like play with crafts on the floor. And Jordan has I since done a bunch of episodes of Mean Boys because she lives in that house. Uh, well, not Mean Boys. I'm sorry. You've done. Uh, what's it called? The shit show. Or this, this is not, is a, not show. a show. This is not a show. Mean Boys Without Connor is what I call oh, it. Oh, no. I, we're about to start a podcast war if we uh, include oh, sorry, that part mind. in I'll the. I'll take that out. We'll just. We'll yeah, just that'd be that great. Um, uh, it's called <laughs> no, so This I've Is been Not on, a Show. It's, this is not a show. And it. Uh, it's Wait, uh, here, Tom Goss. Real quick, Jordan, yeah. I'm going to start that full sentence over so that when we edit it, it's easier to edit out. Beautiful. Yeah. And um, I'm so sorry. I just know no. that uh, that would really upset them. No, no that's OK. Uh, Jordan <laughs> is on another podcast called This Is Not a Show. And she appears on that uh, on that podcast all the time because she lives in a house with those guys. Not both of them anymore. Just her boyfriend now. But yeah, she's on that as a guest a lot. And now she's been doing a really cool series on that called <laughs> Jordan Watches a Star War because Jordan has never watched Star Wars before. Oh, so and it's, Keith, it's a thing. Patreon only thing so far. Um, so oh, if you guys want to sign up for the Patreon for This Is Not A Show, you can hear me uh, watch Star Wars for the first time. <laughs> Just lots of quite. I mean, I like it's fun. How do you feel about it so far? Keith has me watching. We watched all three of the prequels uh-huh. and I fucking hate it. So well, wait, the prequels, the prequels, <laughs> the prequels are the are newer horrible. ones, though, right? Yeah. So we started That's with. Why. Okay, 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 okay. We started with uh, the trade wars, and now we're into fucking. Uh, I don't know. I guess what's that show where they buy storage units? Like Jesus, storage that's wars? Just the, storage the whole, wars? Yeah, that's what You're it feels it like. Storage it, wars. <laughs> why does it feel like storage wars? 
It's just storage it's, wars with laser dicks. That's the thing. Exactly. It's just a lot of uh, it, because the first movie is literally like there's a treaty and we need to sign the treaty. And then uh, it's it's um, there's slavery now and space Jesus. And that's the entire movie. Space like, I don't understand. What? I've never heard Star Wars described this way, but I've also <laughs> never known anyone to watch the prequels first. That's I'm have really you ever met anyone who made it to 30 without watching any Star Wars movies? I mean, not even by... You haven't even walked by one on the TV? I've seen, like, bits and pieces, you know, where you're oh, like... My, my sister watched them, so I'd see, like, oh, there's a kid in a robe... That's cool. I'm going to go somewhere else now. <laughs> There's a kid in a robe. I love it. This yeah. sounds like something worth Patreoning people. It's pretty great. It's, uh, it's worth the $5. She's already interpreted it as space Jesus and kids in robes. I'm excited. Yeah, that seems to be the entire plot is like this lady wears a lot of uh, uncomfortably Asian outfits and... <laughs> She's very, very white, and there is a lot no of one should be uncomfortable cultural appropriation happening in that movie where they're like, okay, let's make other races aliens. And it's kind of I honestly, <laughs> I wonder, I don't know if this is giving too much away, uh, but I broke Spoilers out in Star hives. <laughs> yeah, no, I broke out in hives when Jar Jar Binks came out because it was so racist <laughs> that my body was like, shut the fuck up. This is I'm, not happening. I'm having a busy. I'm allergic to how racist <laughs> this is. I really was. I had to pause it. And this Keith is was like, so oh, derogatory. You're... I need an EpiPen. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I need oh a minute. We're 20 God. minutes in. My, I have hives. And Keith was like, there's no way you have hives right now. And I turned the light on and he was just like, holy shit let's go stand <laughs> outside i guess <laughs> that is so funny i mean just to have a physiological reaction to how bad jar jar binks is is really t- i feel like this is going to give people a good idea of the taste level that you're dealing with in terms Absolutely. of artistry in this podcast like we know what we're talking about jordan literally can't be around badly done computer (laughs) graphics she will her body will reject it visually that's actually yeah my body will be like we're done here yeah (laughs) jordan is going to be our generation's new tastemaker in the art world because we'll just show her art like cue cards like those uh like those what are they the rorschach we'll just show her images of art and if she breaks out in hives we're like cancel them they're racist it's just jordan like jordan just silently walks into galleries with an entourage and black sunglasses and like off the shoulder things and everyone just watches her shoulders and if they become inflamed everyone just gasps like they're like oh my gosh she hates it oh my god canceled canceled we can't have it. I get love it, it out of here. Get it out of get here. It, get it off of my walls. They just like take it off the wall and they like put a curtain over it. Are you okay? Yes. Are you is this they better? Just for cover you? it up. Yeah. Get the curtain. So funny. Yeah, I'm really excited to do this podcast with you guys. Um <laughs> it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a great time. I think what we should do is we'll probably drop this episode when we drop 
all of the episodes not all of them but i think yes. we should do like a five like, episode drop <laughs> yes yeah we're actually not putting this out for 10 years we're just gonna slowly bank <laughs> this is a time capsule for when we're all 60 i hope that you're all here to listen to it yeah i had the idea this is our this. crossroads box this is what you're listening to right now i had this idea for when like the day i left cult podcast i was like oh i really like podcasting like i like having a voice i like being able to talk about things i'm passionate about i like being able to connect with people and have an outlet for my comedy but like I can't do a podcast with my ex-boyfriend anymore. <laughs> it's bad for my brain. And I was like, what could I do? What could, what would be like a cool thing to do? And then I was like, art. I like, I'm an artist. Oh, so we'll like bridge that gap. It'll be fun. So like I called Katrina right away. And this is exactly how Katrina also adopted her cat. And she's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can commit to this right now. I don't know if I have time <laughs> for this. And then literally as the conversation is happening, she was just like, I'm coming over. His name is Abner now. I'm buying podcast equipment today. We have committed. We're doing this thing. And then I was just like, well, That's this is so funny. A lot of fucking work because then I just started researching and I was like, okay, I just have so much to do right now. I'll just, we'll just do like one episode a month. And then I'm like researching it and I'm like, I'm just going to pull all my hair out and then we'll do it because research-based podcasts are by their nature uh, unsustainable because you basically need to constantly be researching, which is why we will also be having a Patreon. And then I was like, who else do I know that's like really fucking funny and like likes art and would be down to do this. And I'm like, oh, my homie who is a fucking art history major and hilarious, Jordan, Let's fucking do this together. And this then couldn't the, have been more perfect. It's so <laughs> and we've perfect. had so many conversations about art history and why you find it boring and why I think you're wrong. And yeah. I try Yay! to not frame it like that because I understand the sentiment. I definitely, you know, because I, I do have a degree in art history, but I got so lucky because my advisor the first day of every class she taught, she would just walk in and go, all right, it's a narrative. What has to be left out to make something a narrative? Think about that. Think about the people that were left out. Think about the things that were left out. This is not a linear thing that happened. We are constructing a narrative right now. Yeah. That yeah, is we, what in college made me like history in general was. Yes. My first history class was like, why did these things happen? Why did these people feel this way towards these people? What was, where did these people come from to put them in the mindset that they did this to these other people? All this stuff and just being like, <laughs> why have we not been talking about it this way the whole time? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, the the dry, because uh, I've I've taken classes where the professor is just like, and then Artisma Janalashi in 1648 painted this and you must memorize these dates. We're not going to talk about why she's interesting. We're just going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like in the robe, just like. And then in 1497, and you're just like, I'm dead. I think I'm dead. I, I like how your professor is a cross between a Catholic priest and Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if, it's like if Ben just, Stein was swinging that thing with the incense in it. That's what it sounded like. That's yeah. just what I think boring professors sound like. They just drone <laughs> on and you're like, 
why is this happening? But like I said, like my advisor, the person who got me through my degree, she uh. was so fabulous. And she actually, you know, she would add artists to the lectures because she knew that I did textiles. Uh. And so she would add these women to her lectures. You were a teacher's pet, you freaking art history yeah. nerd. Oh, I was a teacher's pet for every one of my teachers. I had every fucking Apple teacher Shiner. I had. Oh my God, they were like, so why don't you want to, why don't you change your major to English and then I could be your advisor? And I'm like, well, because I don't want to major in English. I just write well. Like, I don't, you got to leave me alone, dude. Jordan (laughs) was a hot commodity in college. Everybody wanted her. Well, I also was like the only one who wasn't 18 because I went back to school at 25. And so I had already been like. Gave a shit way more. That's why. Yeah. I'm sure they were like just excited. Yes. They probably were excited to advise someone that was like more of an adult. Yeah. Yes. No. We probably should be in college instead of like, I don't know. Like I I picked my major. I legit picked my major off process of elimination of everything (laughs) that I hated. I was like, oh, this is all trash. I'd rather die than do all this. And then I did architecture because I love it. But I had D1 was a weed out class and it was literally I could not have drawn women more like scripted for this twins in all black blunt bangs who for two hours grilled us about how we aren't going to make it through D1. How like everyone cries, no one sleeps. You might as well keep clothes and food in your locker because you're going to sleep underneath this desk like hardcore weed out. It's a cult. And then everyone... And then we had to occupy a space with a piece of paper without using anything to adhesive, like no tape or anything. Uh And I was not that abstract of a thinker at the time. So there's like a stoner in the back literally made a spiral and was like, I was really hungry. So I made a space feeding into itself. And I was like, I'm not good enough for this. Like, I'm not thinking this way. What is happening? And so I quit and did advertising. Fuck yeah. But that was like, I wanted to be architecture for like a week. I also quit architecture because my parents were like, my parents were like, you should be an architect. And I got to school and I purposefully did not take physics because I was like, I fucking hate architecture. Then I don't have to do this. So oh. like I purposely cho- did not take a class I needed because I hated it immediately. But we have to kind of get out of here because I have therapy okay. soon. Because yeah, I'm working on myself and I'm on a healing journey. Um, but also but, we could talk forever. This is going to be so much fun. Y'all. This is so fun. But before we get out of here, um, Jordan and I had a really beautiful conversation and Jordan told me the piece of art that made her fall in love with art. And it's from like the monolithic era. It's from a really long time ago. And she was like, we went and got lunch and she was like telling me about it. And she made me <laughs> cry at lunch about art, which has never happened to me before. Um, and so I kind of want her to tell that story really quick and just sort of like her thought process on the way that she sees art because I think it's really beautiful and then we'll get out of here oh thank you so I the we were talking about the cave paintings because a lot of what my focus is is prehistory um and I have a problem with the way that people get kind of stuck in this post-world war ii it's the post-era modernism and that's not all of art history. That's not all of history in general. So I've always been really drawn to prehistory. And there are some objects, like the oldest object that we have that is considered an art object is 74,000 years old. 
and it's a it's a pen basically and it's got designs carved into it and it's beautiful but the cave paintings 34,000 years ago the Lascaux cave paintings are some of the most beautiful pieces of art because there's a lot of uh I can't think of the word Nobody really knows. There's a lot of different ways to interpret the cave paintings and think about. So some people think they're shamanistic. Some people think that they are kind of a map, a rudimentary map of like there's food up here. There's shelter here. Keep going here. That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But what I think is interesting in this is that we have to understand that before the cave paintings, everything was ephemeral it was all a conversation. Words weren't, you couldn't write, you couldn't put things into a permanent state. So someone decided this is important enough to put down. This is important enough to make sure that it is kept, that there is a record, that this is a permanent thing that is going to exist. And part of what I love of that too is the handprints. And the handprints are just so gorgeous because you just think like this was a person who existed all of this time ago and it's it's connection. It's this connection to our past. It's this connection to humanity. And I think that that's the most important thing about any of it. I think that beyond art history, we have to understand that we're all connected and that there is there needs to be a care that we take with each other. So I'm going to go cry Aww. now. Um, wow, <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, if you don't fall in love with art history after hearing Jordan talk about it, I can't save you. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, but that's that's going to be our show for today, guys. Uh, we love you so much. We're going to get out of here and uh, go listen to some actual episodes. We'll see you soon. Yay. Bye. 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 <laughs>